This is the Christian Way Podcast, and I'm your host, Eric Nathan. Today on the Christian Way, I have two interesting guests. Both are chaplains with the Grace Corps, Monique and Bev. Ladies, welcome. Hi, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. So one of the things we really want to do on the Christian Way is highlight what people are doing in the community, especially related to uh, what the bridge is doing. And the bridge, you've been actually working at the bridge. Now, let's start with this. So, so Monique, why don't you tell me how long you have been a chaplain and uh, what you have been doing for the bridge recently? I finished the Grace Corps program two years ago, and I've been volunteering in the community as a chaplain and sometimes relating to the community at the bridge, and specifically right now with the food connection amongst this pandemic that we're trying to reach the community and helping them with food distribution. Right, food distribution. So two years as a Grace Corps chaplain. I don't know that most people would know Grace Corps, but um, if you could, tell us a little bit about what Grace Corps is and what you went through to become a chaplain. The Grace Corps program encompasses several different aspects. Um, the first initial part was really studying about caring for people God's way and bringing that into the relationships that we encounter in the community. There was also crisis training, crisis intervention, drug addiction, alcohol, and also just learning to speak with people who have experienced some great trauma in their life or any trauma in their life. Right, right. And um, so, Bev, you... Um, you said you've been doing this a little bit less. So tell us about your experience with Grace Corps and what you have been doing. Okay, well, I'm still in training. I've been in the program almost a year. A chaplain in training. Yeah, I'm a chaplain in training. Um, so what that means is still very involved serving because a lot of the the learning happens actually in a uh, apprentice or... Um, kind of lab. You go out and apply what you're learning. So I'm serving in the community um, in various capacities with the Community Assistance Program in Blaine, with the Lighthouse Mission, and then just ministering in relationships as they develop. Um, but also taking the classes that Monique just described. The, uh, the Christian Way is a podcast dedicated to uh, all things Christian, both at the bridge, also around the community. So tell us lately, you mentioned the food, and I know that if people had listened to previous podcasts, which by the way, we have an ongoing podcast, which we, the, the Christian Way podcast is every single Friday, uh, at least so far we've been doing it. We've got, uh, I think five, this is our fifth episode. Every single Friday, we have the Christian Way podcast, um, and we want to highlight these kinds of activities. So so why don't you guys, so Monique or Bev, if you want to talk about what you've been doing in re in relationship to the food drive at the bridge, that would be great. I think we're in the fifth week of the food distribution, and, and basically it was a program that was going to come online before COVID hit, and then with the pandemic, 
we just accelerated the startup of the program. And the, the whole idea is to bring in food that would otherwise go to waste and from restaurants or institutions, stores, and keep that food fresh and safe and redistribute it to families that need it. And we've grown from, I think, around 15 families the first week to well over 50 right now. We've put together Easter baskets and we've put together a pretty a, a expanding base of volunteers from various churches and um, that we have through relationships are here helping uh, pull all of this off and we're figuring it out as we go. It's kind of a complex organization to keep all that food, um, handle it according to good practices for refrigeration and everything and and get it quickly unloaded and, and repackaged and sent out the door or delivered to people in need or people that are shut in and still manage all the social distancing and all of that. So what has the uh, what's the impact been to the bridge that you've seen? So have you seen an energy in the community or a change in the way that the bridge is perceived? I'll start and I'll have Monique add. One of the things that I think is the bridge is getting a lot more visibility and awareness. Um, just yesterday, the church that I attend uh ask that we do an interview and talk about what's happening at the bridge because there are people interested in serving, donating, and potentially being served. So churches in the Birch Bay area are starting to to become involved and refer people here. So that's an exciting development. And Monique, what about you? I think the other thing that we're seeing is that we have families that are coming because times are very difficult and they need the supplement food. We see other families that are coming because they don't feel safe to go in the community to the grocery store under these these pandemic circumstances. So we're serving two types of populations. And I think the other thing is there's a third that we're also seeing is that people are eager to donate. We have people who stop by and say, we just like what the bridge is doing and we want to contribute. And then they give a check. Or people say, I want to pick up food because I can't go to the grocery store, but I also want to give a donation. So the bridge is really becoming a connection to the community at large. Right. And are you seeing support from the surrounding churches in the or in the area as well? Yes, very much so. Like Bev said, we are getting volunteers as well as people donating from other churches. Now, so we've talked about kind of the overall um you know moves that the bridge is making and the things that are happening. Do you have any specific stories? Are there anything, is there anything that you've seen individuals who are touched by this? Do you, do you have any stories like that? I can share one. Um, a, a gal that I worked with from a different organization um, wasn't able to be served through the bridge or through, through that organization. And because I had contact with the bridge, was able to work through bridge funds in order to meet her need. 
And then that relationship um, that, that we had made her a candidate for our food program that we have now. And so now, rather than just being a person that was helped on a one-time basis through the bridge, she's actually coming every week, getting to know people here. Um, she's involved with our church, which is just down the street. So it's moved from a, a one-time crisis assistance to a relationship. And, you know, we're we're praying, we're in touch with her. She's making other relationships with people and getting to know people and, and become part of a community of Christians. So that's been a really cool story. And that's really the goal is to move to a relationship with the people in the community. The bridge was founded to be in the community. And at the center of it is the Grace Corps, which is, uh, you know, the chaplaincy taking care of people's spirits. Uh, I think Rosemary actually talked about this last week, and I thought this would be a good, um, you know, a good interview where we talked about uh, the the spiritual part of, you know, you meet people's physical needs, and that's good. But there's also a lot of other things. There's an emotional component and a spiritual component. Um, how, how do you think your impact is right now with people? Are you, are you seeing people more open, you know, to the things that you wanted to share with them? I think we're starting to see that where people are talking a little bit more to us when they're picking up their their food box. And that's going to be an ongoing, um, evolving aspect that I'm excited to see. And I think there's a range there. Um, sometimes it's the first visit and there's a lot of fear and in, in whether it's a pandemic and they're afraid of exposure or just it's an unknown and so just get get my food and go. But as time um, develops and they see the same volunteer and it's kind of friendly and, and they're recognized and maybe there's even a follow-up question um, or some opportunity for discussion, you know, from a distance as we we have optional add-ons in the box, and that gives us a chance to visit a bit. Um, we see people open up. There's a level of trust that gets established. Right. With that week-after-week contact, yep. So what are you hoping to see this turn into as it goes along? I think that once some of these families see that the bridge is a safe place that maybe they'll reach out for more in the way of relationships, whether that be just sharing things that are going in their life that they would really like to talk to someone in more depth with. And then again, that's where we as chaplains can maybe spend some more time and, and reach out to them and just go a little bit deeper with the relationship. Right, absolutely. And I'm excited to, to see how God will use, um, as we move out of the pandemic and are able to open the building up and mm -hmm. people are now in the habit of coming, they're aware of it and curious about what's on the inside. We now are known in the community and people will come in, have coffee, start to see familiar faces and, oh gosh, you have these services and... Um, as we interact with them in hand boxes, it gives us an opportunity to give them information about Sunday online services and things like that. So who knows where God will take this? 
Right. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of incredible. I've been involved with the bridge for, I don't know, for going on five years and to watch it grow and transform and Lee's vision, uh, which is, you know, I mean, it's odd. I was kind of joking earlier that, uh, pastor Lee has, you know, his name is on the podcast, but he's only been on one episode so far, but I think that's a testament to how many things have, uh, gone on to uh to grow the the bridge and increase the presence in the community. So, you know, I would say if people are interested in the bridge, whether it's to help volunteer because we really need volunteers or if if you need assistance in any number of ways, uh our website is available. It's www.thebridgehope.com. It's www.thebridgehope com and there is a volunteer uh, sign up there uh, you know please sign up for our mailing list because we're gonna be we're gonna be doing more emailings of specific stories that are happening I know you know there was a story last week where people were delivering masks uh, medical masks to people who were uh, who need them and doctors had paid for them and they were coming to the bridge to hand them out we had a video in our last email newsletter about that really incredible stories have happened. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Now, is there anything more that you would say uh, that people could do to help out with uh, the needs of the community at this time? I think we're always accepting donations, uh, specifically a good refrigerator. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Empty egg, egg cartons. Um, sometimes we get eggs in flats, and it would be nice to be able to package those more easily for individual families. Um, and then, you know, if you're interested in volunteering, please sign up. We can find a job that suits your skill set and your interests and your, you know, if you have health requirements and we can make sure that we work with those as well. And I'd also say continued prayer, that we continue the vision that God really has for this, this community and this center. Absolutely. And, and I say too, it's not necessarily separate communities at all between those that are serving and those that are receiving. And we've seen so many people um, come in, they, they get a box for themselves, but they're signing up their neighbors. It gives them an opportunity to reach out in their neighborhood and then they're picking up boxes and and bring them to people that they know about that are need. And then they found out, gosh, we have counseling here or tutoring. So, Right. Yeah. In fact, the uh, Blaine School District uh, last year had uh, the bridge was a drop-off location for students to come and get tutoring. And I know that was a really successful program. And I think they wanted to continue that. But of course, uh, with the, uh, the lockdown right now, it's not possible. But hopefully by you know the next school year, those things will be up and running again. Yes. Well, thank you. I want to, uh, I want to just say how much I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes to talk to us about this. Again, if anyone is interested, uh, the website is www.thebridgehope.com. And there also is an opportunity to give there. So if you go to uh, thebridgehope.com slash give, you can actually donate. We are looking for what we call bridge builders, who are people who are willing to contribute just $25 a month uh, to the ongoing work of the bridge. It's a very easy uh, contribution. It's not even a dollar a day. And uh, I, I really encourage you that if, if this is on your heart, 
the bridge is looking for those kind of contributions. Um, and I want to just thank you ladies for taking the time. You know, I hope that we can uh, hear more stories uh, like this in the future. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. This has been the Christian way and I'm Eric Nathan. We will talk to you next time.